In each tear, there's a lesson. Makes you wiser than before. Makes you stronger than you know. Each tear brings you closer to your dreams. No mistake, no heartbreak. Take away where you're meant to be. You know, I actually always thought that song said each year instead of in each tier. And so when I was planning this podcast, each year seems to work fine. But I think um, you can ride with whichever one suits you in each year, each year in each tier, I mean. <laughs> but that was in each tier by Mary Blige featuring Jay Sean. Um, <laughs> it's just so, that's all right. Anyway, this is a prelude to my first episode of 2021 welcome happy new year well hello there <laughs> welcome to into words with shola this is episode six and it's titled things i learned in 2020 happy new year <laughs> because we're in 2021 and i just want to say that this is the first podcast episode i'm doing for 2021 so welcome welcome i'm glad you made it into 2021 and um i'm glad to be doing this thanks for clicking on my podcast to listen to this episode (laughs) so things i learned in 2020 let's get into it before we continue i just want to say (laughs) i am not a psychology student i am not a qualified psychologist i'm not a mental health specialist and so i say all that to say that the things i'm saying in this um talking about in this episode are just things that I learned personally in 2020. I thought it would be cool to share, to enter into the new year with. Um, And so take it with a pinch of salt, but also like listen to it to hear the things that I'm learning. And maybe you'll be able to resonate too with the things you have learned or are learning. Um, So yeah, lesson one. (laughs) Lesson one is God is faithful. (laughs) I'm not going to, I can't stress that enough guys. In this past year, in 2020, I mean, I've seen it throughout my life, but in 2020, I was reminded with the constant blows and the constant lows and highs, you know, of life that I experienced, God is faithful. I mean, like when I say faithful to the T, like faithful, faithful, faithful. Anyway, lesson two, you don't have to carry everyone along. This is something I learned. I think and as a pe- people person, I think I struggle with this most because I don't like leaving people behind. I always want to carry people along with me, but I realize that you don't you don't have to chase quality over quantity. No, that's wrong. <laughs> you don't have to chase quantity over quality. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to chase quantity over quality. Um, a lot of times when you have smaller circles, you can pour into those friendships better you can be a better friend they can be a better friend to you um better friends to you um and so you don't have to carry everyone along and truth is um everyone has different stages of life right you you outgrow some friendships some friendships are good while they lasted um but they have to end you know and there are beautiful memories that you go back to and on the other hand some some friendships and some people are there in your life but they don't necessarily have to be um involved in all the details and all the nitty-gritty stuff of your life this sounds like something that i should already know but somehow the experiences in 2020 only helped me reach this conclusion at the end of the year so hey 
You're never too old to learn anything or never too young to. Lesson three. I learned the meaning and true value of family and friendships. I think one thing that quarantine helped me personally to develop is the communication between (laughs) my family, I guess. Me communicating, that's what I mean. Me communicating with my parents and my sisters um, collectively. Quarantine had me stuck at home, obviously, like everyone else. And so I had more time. (laughs) more time to call my parents up and talk to them um i think we've really built a friendship in my family um now over this past year and i really value that i also learned how to say i need help i am struggling i'm still learning i don't think i've done it perfectly but um how to admit that i am struggling how to admit that i have a problem i'm learning how to do that with my family members and i think Um, that's something that I really value now that love and that support that you can get from people that you come from that literally share the same DNA as you I think for me it's become something so important and the fact that my family and I are not in the same space we're not in the same countries um not we're in different time zones it's been I think it's been a real challenge but it's been really beautiful to learn how to communicate and to develop friendships in that having all those constraints and still having all those constraints contributes to your growth as individuals and as a family unit so that's cool (laughs) i also learned the true meaning of friendships and i have three points under this lesson (laughs) number one it's okay to define what you want your friendships to look like and it's also okay to distance yourself from friendships that affect your growth and people you love that hurt you. This is something that <laughs> I learned last year the hard way. Um, sometimes you're holding onto this rope. That's what I can see in my head. You're holding onto this rope so tight and you're hurting your palm. And although maybe the rope was there to help you hang on and to like be more steady, sometimes it's okay to let it go if it keeps cutting you, you know? Two, forgiveness is a struggle, but it brings true freedom. I am this, I'm a person that struggles with forgiveness, but I'm learning the beauty of forgiveness, the beauty of, um, not holding someone to what they have done to you because you choose to see them differently from how they have hurt you. Or even like not holding yourself, not feeling guilty for the the mistakes that you have made and letting yourself go from that. There's beauty in that. It's hard, (laughs) so hard, but there's beauty in that. It brings true freedom. And three, people, pour into your friendships. (laughs) Look out for one another, protect each other, and keep yourselves accountable. Um, With the whole quality over quantity, I got it right this time. (laughs) With the whole quality over quantity thing in friendships, if you have small circles, I'm not saying that you should cast away all your friends, so please don't do that. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But if you have people that you can pour into in friendships and they pour back into you. I think that's more of like a wholesome friendship. That's my idea of what a, a let's say fruitful friendship is, you know, um, keep yourselves accountable, hold yourselves accountable to the goals that you, you've all individually set that you share with one another, you know, and protect each other. If you know something will hurt your friend, don't do it. And if you know, um, something will jeopardize the relationship that you are building, then also don't do it. (laughs) 
Lesson, what lesson am I on? Lesson four. This is one of the hardest lessons that I learned in 2020, but I think it's one of the most vital ones. The lesson is this. Shola, or insert your name here, you cannot save people and you do not have the ability to change hearts and rescue people. Yeah, say it with me. <laughs> Maybe say it again. But I, I believe that every human being is flawed. I believe that we are all imperfect. And so, um, in terms of that lesson, I, as a human being, cannot change another human being. Maybe we have, um, the, I don't know, agency or the ability to influence each other, to inspire each other, definitely. Um, but we can't change each other because we're the same, you know, same human, imperfect person, you know? Um, and one thing that this lesson, a sub lesson that this lesson has that I learned was know when to let go, know when to let go. Um, know when you've done your best and know when to let go for you. That might mean something different. Take it as you will for lesson five. It's more than okay. It's beautiful. It's amazing to be black and excellent. That sounds very cliche and that sounds very simple. But I tell you that in 2020, I went through this phase where I started believing that being black and being excellent, thriving in my blackness and my black identity was wrong. And if you go back on my podcast episodes, I have um, this one titled Rejection of Self. And I basically talk about what I was going through and the conclusions um, I <laughs> was getting to and belief systems I was kind of taken in so it's beautiful to be black and excellent lesson six changing structures frameworks and systems they effect change but the real problem is the heart um so if we keep focusing all our energy to change systems structures frameworks etc while they are a reflection of the problem that is in our environment they will not solve anything um, you change it, they can help to an extent, but I don't think they change anything necessarily. If the heart is still the same, if the heart is still wicked, if the heart is still bad, the things that come out of that heart would replicate the bad systems, the bad structures, the bad frameworks. And so our sole problem is not necessarily the systems that we have made or the frameworks that we have come up with. I think our sole problem is us, the heart, our hearts. Um, I also believe that to an extent, all human beings are selfish. <laughs> um, and I think that's just part of us being flawed. Um, and so I think sometimes we let that get the best of us and we make things that are um, to the detriment of people that may not necessarily be like us or have the same value systems or cultural upbringings as we do. Lesson seven. This one is important, guys. Solitude is a necessity. You know that quiet place where you can retreat to, that place where you can like just be still, that place where you can pray in, that place where you can fall apart and be okay with the mess that you are? <laughs> that place is necessary. Um, that place where you, you run to, to like get away from the all the clamoring that is going on on social media or... 
um, in life generally, at your workplace, at your university, at your secondary school, um, in your country, just that place. It may be in your room, it may be in the bathroom. The bathroom floor is notorious for um, that place where you go and cry. I know for me it is. <laughs> I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a necessity to be able to find that serene space, maybe in your home or, I don't know, taking a walk, that place where you can just be and slow everything down. Social media breaks also help. They help you get clarity. And uh, it's very easy to drown out all the noise when you're on a break from social media. Lesson eight. Don't try and skip or avoid your healing process. Don't rush it. (laughs) For me, I realized that I don't like pain. You see? (laughs) Little story time here. Growing up, I was danger prone. (laughs) I was that child that used to fall sick a lot. And I was that child that used to get injured a lot. And so... (laughs) I would often like play, run and get injured or like maybe even have malaria. I got malaria a lot of times. And I remember on this occasion, I was riding my, I think I was riding my sister's bike or I was running and I fell outside. I came back home and my dad was the only one at home. And my dad is, he's really good at massaging your leg. Like when you sprain your ankle or whatever, whatever you have that needs to, to be massaged, he's really good at it. But then it's always really painful. So that day I made up my mind that I wasn't going to let him know that I was injured because I know that he would put the right amount of pressure I the wound needed to heal. And so I got to the sitting room and I sat down with my leg. My cut was open. I put tissue on my bleeding cut and I crossed my legs and like didn't even allow him to see my wound. Didn't tell him I was injured. And when my mom came back, from work i was like mommy i got injured <laughs> she was like why didn't you tell your daddy tell your dad to clean it and i was like no this is what i've been avoiding <laughs> and so he eventually ended up cleaning the wound but the the point of that story is hope i didn't go on a tangent maybe i did but oh well now you know the point of that story is i don't like i i prefer that i have a wound and the next i wake up the next morning and it's healed i don't want you to put methylated spirits or whatever kind of alcohol or spirits that you put on wounds to let the wound heal. I don't like that process. Even sometimes you have to go days and days and days. I redress this wound, you know, and I don't like that. Um, but that process is necessary for the wound to heal properly. So that being said, don't try and skip it. However long it takes you to heal, please take it. If it takes you two years, so be it. But the, the, the most important thing is that you're, you're a better person. And you've healed completely from whatever it is that you're healing from. Lesson nine. <laughs> Care is important. Rest is important. Um, and I'm going to do a podcast episode on care and notions of care, I think, next. So for now, just take this. I'll go into that a little bit more. Um, don't rationalize your pain. Don't do it for anybody. Last year, when all the Black Lives Matter protests were going on and all... Um, the conversations are being had about like racism, injustice, not only in America, because what was happening in America was bringing up conversations here too in Canada. I was in a lot of conversations that really rationalized my pain and to an extent my experience with racism as a black person in the diaspora. And um, <laughs> I think I didn't set up any boundaries. I approached some of those conversations with... Um, trying to, I approach some of those conversations, trying to reason with people 
Um, and I realized that it wasn't even been, it wasn't beneficial for me, you know? Um, when people rationalize your pain, it makes you doubt your experience. <laughs> and that's not the best feeling at all. And so don't let anyone rationalize your pain. Don't even entertain conversations or situations that will drain you unnecessarily. I'm not saying we don't have to have difficult conversations. By all means, those conversations need to be had. But I am saying that from what I learned last year, you don't have to have every difficult conversation. Not every difficult conversation will be beneficial for you, for your soul, for your well-being. And so I think it's important that you know when to set up those boundaries and you know when to be like, actually, I'm, I can't have that conversation with you and I'm not going to do it and be okay with that, you know? If they will drain you unnecessarily, don't do it. There are some people that you would talk to that genuinely want to understand where you're coming from. There are some other people that you would talk to that want to talk to you only to convince you of what they're trying to say and not trying to um, listen to you or reason, I guess, reason things out with you. They just want to convince you that what I'm saying is right um, and they're set in their ways. Don't bother doing that having conversations with people like that, it will, it can, it's capable of destroying your mental stability, especially if you engage in conversations like that a lot. So that's just something I learned. Um, two, the sub lesson of that lesson, rest often, rest, put your body in a state that is not its usual pattern, a state that makes it, that slows it down. You know, um, if you're, if you work in nine to five, let's say, you work like nine to five and you're working from home, maybe to rest, read a book. Your eyes follow you line by line, letter by letter, word by word. If it's to walk, your body is following you step by step. And let your mind concentrate on that too. Let your mind go step by step. Slow it down. Let your mind go line by line, word by word, letter by letter. Punctuation by punctuation. I mean, to punctuation. Punctuation to punctuation. Um, that really slows you down from the busyness of things. And I think it's a healthy space to be in. Also, now that we're at home, I think most people are still at home. You look at your screen a lot and screen fatigue is real and is a beast. So take time to stand up and walk away from your screen. Take time to do other things that would make your eyes focus on things that are not, you know, electronic devices. And a sub-lesson to that, I have so many sub-lessons, but this is my last sub-lesson. <laughs> a sub-lesson to that is, it's okay to grieve. Grieve. Grieve the things that hurt you. Grieve broken relationships. Grieve, um, yeah, words that hurt you. Grieve, um, grieve people you have lost. Grieve the person you used to be. Take time to grieve. Take time to reflect Take time to um, really think about the things that hurt you, but don't stay there, you know? And I know that's easier said than done, but I think just as you don't want to rush your healing process, I'm learning that you don't want to also rush your grieving process because the two are important, are so important and beneficial to you. And then after you finish grieving, Get up and then just be the best you that you can be. That sounds so cliche. I sound like all the <laughs> sound like all these Nigerian um 
motivational speakers that say all these aspire to perspire people. But my point is just after grieving, get up and be you again. It's okay to grieve. Very, very okay. And lesson 10, which is my last lesson. Um, <laughs> I learned, I'm still learning, uh, that God is always there. When everything else fails, he's there. Um, when everything is going great, he will be there. He is there still. Um, he's there in your joy, in your pain, in your sadness, in your sorrows, in depression, and in your most joyous moments, the highs of life, he's there. And in the lowest lows, he's there. Um, and that's something that I was reminded of in 2020, and I'm still seeing in my life. So... Those are my lessons for 2020, things I learned in 2020. Also, uh, <laughs> funny thing, I realized that as I'm recording this, I've been saving each um, part that I'm recording as Tilly 2020, Tilly 2020, which is short form for things I learned in 2020. So I'm just going to call this episode Tilly. Now this has been Tilly 2020, things I learned in 2020. Something for you guys to note though is... You can reach me on Instagram. Follow me. Tell me how you're enjoying this podcast. My Instagram name is at Kende Oluwake. I will spell Kende Oluwake for you. K-E-H-I-N-D-E-O-L-O-W-O-A-K-E. I'll say it again. K-E-H-I-N-D-E-O-L-O-W-O-A-K-E. At Kende Oluwake. So, hit me up on Instagram. Um, tell me what you can tell me if you want me to talk about anything if you want me to write about anything as well let me know <laughs> okay guys thanks for listening this has been into words with shola and see you on the next episode Odabo.